Tired of overthinking your next step? Do you want simple steps to level up your mind, body, and spirit? Or maybe you need some inspiration to reach your goal. Then you've tuned into the right podcast. This is Keep Blooming, and I'm your host, Liz Montigny. Each week, I'll encourage you to drop the hustle mentality for hope and act on the dreams God has put on your heart. Like you, I'm doing all the things as a Catholic, a wife, a mom to three boys, and a licensed Ziegler coach. So let's get growing and keep blooming. Hello, my lovely listeners. This is Liz Montigny, and you are listening to the podcast, Keep Blooming. This is episode 49, and I am flying solo today. I am going to talk with you about my destination retreat takeaways, but I also want you to know that you will get some high value out of this as well, because believe it or not, I mean, we're in the middle of October, and pretty soon it will be Advent. And for those of you who, you know, enjoy a day of reflection or retreat for the different seasons in the church, I am going to share with you some, what I think are really great ways to maximize your retreat experience, as well as give you some tips and permission uh, to slow down in the last few months of the year. And we're going to be talking about how to reach those goals and how pruning is really important to get to where you want to go. So actually doing less to do more. So we're going to talk about all that stuff. But first, if you've been listening, you know, I like to kick things off with a little Lexio Divina. And this passage is Mark 16 verses 14 through 16. But later, as the eleven were at table, he appeared to them and rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had been raised. He said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. So in scripture, this Uh, is coming after Jesus's resurrection, and he's appearing to the 11, okay? And I picked this because, mainly because of verse 15, which is, go into the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. And for a long time, I really felt that my mission or purpose, or whatever you want to call that, is to be a missionary for hope and joy, And there are so many ways to do that. You don't have to do that um, necessarily traveling to the ends of the earth. However, I love this passage because he's just, it's, it's a commissioning, right? So he's saying, go into the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. So he's not necessarily telling them how to do it, though he has shown them in his life on earth, right? And all those amazing parables and stories that he shared. But, you know, they have to figure out how they proclaim the gospel well. Do you know what I'm saying? What their gift is in proclaiming the gospel. And this also makes me think of one of my favorite quotes uh, from a saint, um, St. Francis of Assisi. And 
he's uh, documented as saying, uh, preach the gospel always, and if necessary, use words, right? So some of us, maybe we're not so great with our words, but we know how to act for the Lord, right? So that was just some thoughts on this one, and we'll come back to it at the end of uh, my sharing here. But first, I want to kick off with why even bother with the retreat, okay? Some of you may be like, oh, this isn't for me. I don't have the time. And and there's so many excuses, honestly, right? But I just want to remind you that you're the best investment you'll ever make. Your downtime your connection with the Lord, your restoring and rejuvenating your body, mind, and spirit is only going to make you a better whatever you are, a better mom, a better, you know, at your job, a better whatever it is. So when you really think about it, anytime you can invest in yourself is not a waste, right? And this whole idea of getting out of your ordinary routine, it It really offers so much clarity and perspective because let's face it, any cross challenge, problem, whatever you're facing, it's going to be there when you get back. (laughs) And sometimes pulling yourself out of the familiar can help get that kind of bird's eye view and that fresh perspective. And maybe you're able to recognize or see something that you didn't before because your mind and body are somewhere else. And I also think it's so great to go on retreat or a day of recollection or whatever it may be for you because it really helps you get this attitude of gratitude, right? Not only for your own life, but also the world and the people around you. Now, I had a, you know, a great unique experience. I got to go to San Miguel Azores for a whole week and it was planned by a travel planner. So I didn't have to worry about a thing. I just, you know, tried my best to pour in uh, to women during mastermind sessions. And then, um, you know, the rest of the day was planned for us. And really, of course, on an island, there's so much to see and so much to take in. And everywhere I looked, I was just in awe of his creation. Now, maybe the retreat you're going on is not necessarily going to an island. But I think anytime we do travel, I don't know about you, but I always find that I appreciate the people in my home, but I also appreciate the the people I meet along the way. And I can find Jesus everywhere. And I think sometimes we forget to do that. So just that awareness of the world around you. Um, This next one I think is super important. It's just about unplugging. You know, I know that I went through a huge bout of decision fatigue, especially in the spring, you know, in that constant decision making and what we're bombarded with online and all these things you have to quote unquote do. It just increases 
stress hormones, right? Like cortisol and, and adrenaline, and that can make your body and mind unbalanced and disrupt sleep and weight. And it can affect all kinds of things. I mean, I don't have to tell you, I'm sure you can Google it and figure it all out. And I'm sure you've heard about it. So just taking that time to get away. And I was really conscious of not looking at the news. I did towards the end because, um, I was, I was told to check something out, but, um, other than that, it was really great to be present. And I'm going to talk about more about that in a minute. So those are just a few of the reasons I think it's worth getting away. And maybe you don't have the opportunity to go away on a destination retreat, but maybe take a look at what you could do in your own parish or maybe, you know, there's something that you can do on the weekend, whether it's a retreat house, or maybe you need to just say um, to your spouse, hey, um, I'm going to go to this really cute hotel and just chill out. <laughs> so, you know, you can build your own. But those those are just a few of the reasons I think it's worth investing in, your, in yourself, right? I also want to share with you how to get the most out of re a retreat. And this is something I've shared online and, and with um, the guests that came with me. Um, and I think this is important to kind of just prep yourself a little bit. And um, the first thing I would really focus on is just being receptive, being open, entering whatever it is with an open mind and heart, you know, leaving your prejudgments out the door and just being present. And, and fully participate, right? Don't look at your phone. Don't be doing whatever. Be there, right? More than likely, because this has happened to me time and again, uh, God will place a particular theme or something on your heart to ponder. And, or, you know, he may help you look at something you've been struggling with in a new way. So let yourself be open to whatever may come. And sure, that might feel a little vulnerable, but I think it's really about being present as well, which I'm going to get to in a little bit. The second thing, way I really encourage people to maximize any retreat experience is to act on your resolutions. Don't overthink. So when you leave the retreat, you have a fresh start. Okay, you can step out in faith on whatever you decided you must change or take away from your life. A lot of us underestimate what we can accomplish with consistent persistency over a long period of time. And we overestimate what we can do in a short period of time. I know that's been me and I'm still learning, but I'm getting way better at it. So try not to think of a retreat as this self-isolated thing. You know, really do what, you know, conclusions you came to or resolutions you came to. Really put those into action. That's, that's why they're there. That's the purpose of those types of events. And number three on how to just maximize your experience is give yourself grace. Absolutely. Uh, 
many times people, you know, kind of experience a retreat high, you know, um, don't race down from that mountaintop. Be mindful of this feeling because it just doesn't last, honestly. And ask for the grace to return to this feeling when you have to carry crosses in your daily life and resolve to change your life one step at a time. That's the simplest way. And just give thanks for that experience and in what you received through the power of the Holy Spirit and just honoring you and taking that time out to to really reflect on your life. And reflection, I think, is just so key. Uh, taking that time, I, I do it weekly, and I like to call it a victory list, but it's basically, you could call it a self-examine, whatever works for you. But And I've talked about this before on the podcast, but just at the end of your week, you know, I usually do it on a Friday or Saturday, and I just look at, what am I grateful for? What was I blessed with? What are some challenges that came up and how can I resolve to make things better, you know, in the week ahead? And, you know, in our world right now, there's not, people are not telling you to, to stop and self-reflect, but part of why that's so important is because I think it also really builds your relationship with God because you really have to be honest with yourself and you really, um, when you take some time, you know, to put pen to paper and think about, um, you know, kind of the patterns and themes of your life, you know, you'll see where God is working and you'll see where you and only you are working. And I think that's super important. So just some things to think about, you know, again, as this airs, we are not too, you know, advents, what, not, you know, just under two months away. And that's unbelievable. So, you know, things may be coming up in your parish or, you know, wherever um, of days of recollection or uh, reflection and retreat. And I would just keep these in mind to really maximize uh, your experience and just get the most out of it. Now I want to talk about my takeaways from Restore Retreat. Uh, this it was a destination retreat on the island of San Miguel in the Azores, which is uh, a group of islands that are part of Portugal, but they do um, govern themselves. And just a really stunning area. And from Boston, it's only like a four and a half hour flight, which is really kind of remarkable <laughs> when you think about it. And um, so... I had a very unique experience and a very great experience in that I was able to work with a travel planner. I would never plan something like this on my own for sure. Um, and my travel planner, her name is Anna Sores. Uh, she is um, the founder and owner of Perfectly Planned Events and Trips. And she has been on this podcast. Uh, so I would highly recommend her if you are a business that is looking to do retreats or events, uh, definitely connect with her. Her information is in the show notes. And I was also blessed to get to know better uh, a woman named Cassie Zinzel. She's a soul core leader. 
If you don't know about Soulcore, uh, definitely check it out. It is basically um, functional movement to the rosary. And I absolutely love it because it really puts you in the present moment. And you it's not like a, you know, no pain, no gain kind of experience. It's just honoring your body and keeping you present to... Um, to the prayers of the rosary. I think it's great, especially too, if you kind of have that mind that wanders <laughs> while you're praying. So yeah, Cassie was our soul core leader. And uh, basically in the mornings we would do soul core, we would meet for our masterminds and then we would go out for an experience. Um, and we had a few days where there was, you know, free time and so forth. So it was a really um, enjoyable setup. I will say that. So again, all that's in the show notes for uh, Cassie and Anna. But last year, and I wanted to revisit this for myself. So last year, my takeaways were more isn't the same as better. Absolutely. And I totally implemented that when I got home. Deep work paired with mindful action will get you further. Yes. So this idea of not trying to be and do all the things and folk, you know, actually create priorities instead of just trying to be everywhere. And the last, my last takeaway from the previous year was um, now is always a good time to begin. And that is still, <laughs> you know, I say that all the time and I have to remind myself of that. Uh, because as my own coach has said, uh, nothing changes if nothing changes, right? So as I looked at that, I said, yeah. And, you know, when I got back home from my previous retreat last year, um, I pared down, you know, how many articles I was writing. I kicked off the podcast. I don't know anything about podcasting, but I knew how to record myself and I knew about free platforms. So I gave it a go, right? And it was just something that I felt um, God was asking me to, to go that way. And a lot of that came from a Bible study that I did at my parish because I finally um, dug into the word a bit more and really found that I, I crave it now, now that it's a regular practice for me to read the daily gospel. So, and that's so important. That's so important for our relationship. Uh, with God, right? So, um, so I implemented the podcast, and then you know, just now, always being a good time to begin. Hey, I kicked off a podcast that you know I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really know much about. So, um, so that felt good, and it really felt like you know the things I took away from the retreat, I was able to implement, and you know, have stuck with me. Um, so that's great. So. This year, you know, I have been going through a lot behind the scenes, personally and professionally. Um, some of it good, some of it very uncomfortable, <laughs> some of it tiring. And, you know, someday I'll talk more about it. But um, it was just really on my heart to remind myself that I'm a human being, not a human doing. And this really came up in a couple different ways. Number one, focusing on spiritual poverty. And I'm going to talk about what I mean by that in a moment. Uh, number two, 
being in the present moment. And number three, really pruning our actions to get to where we truly want to be. So I'm going to break all those three down, okay? So the first, the spiritual poverty is something um, that I've really been sitting with the Lord with for a while now. But it's really this idea that you want what God wants, right? That you are just completely surrendered to God's will. And that means letting go of your expectations, your plans, just your desires. And I had to think about that in terms of what I do as a life coach and helping people with their goals. Now, spiritual poverty doesn't mean you never have a goal. That's that's ridiculous, okay? <laughs> but it does mean that you need to, um, first of all, discern. Discern, is this the right goal and path for my life? Is this where God is calling me? So there's that discernment process. And then just such a key thing that I have to learn time and time again is just letting go of the outcome of whatever that is. Because it's always about who you are becoming as you reach towards your goals. I'm going to talk a lot more about spiritual poverty in the future, but that was just kind of a sense that I was getting. Um, the second thing I would say is a takeaway from my retreat experience. And yes, I was hosting and leading it, but it, it's also, you know, a great um, time for me to unplug as well. And just meeting uh, so many, you know, women from like different parts of um, the country, but not only that, different industries that they're in and some women I knew and some women I didn't. So it was it was a good experience there and, and just the wisdom from other people and, and just getting to, um, you know, be open and be receptive like I talked about. But that second point that I took away from this particular retreat is just the present moment. That's all there is. That's all we have. We can't rewind and we're, we're not meant to. <laughs> and future forward thinking, yes, that's good. Like I love big vision thinking, but you can only really work with the present moment, right? And I think the more we are in the present, the more grateful we can be. And yeah, I, I'm thinking of an example now on the retreat. Uh, there was um, one of the retreats and said, oh, so, you know, so in the Azores, it's uh, four hours ahead of East Coast time. And, and she was saying, oh, so it's, you know, such and such a time at home. And we all went, hey, no, who cares? Like we're here, we're, we're here right now. And while that's very like a concrete example of being in the present moment, but um, to the larger point of that um, example is be where you are, right? Be where your head and your feet are in the same place at the same time. <laughs> so um, the more you can be conscious of being in the present moment, the more grateful 
you can be, you are. Um, I'm experiencing that, and I know I've talked to people about that as well. Uh, so if that's something you struggle with, like if you have a lot of um, thinking in the past uh, or thinking in the future, try to balance that out for yourself. There are lots of strategies to do that. I know I um, worked with a client who struggled with past thinking and we were really focused on um, what the good was currently in her life and um, increasing her prayer time and key things. There's, you know, different strategies work for different people, but those were key for her. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, and I think this is super valuable for anybody listening because we're getting to that time of year. It's the last quarter, right? Where people start talking about, oh, you know, hey, finish strong. And, you know, you got all this time. You, you can do a ton of stuff. And you do have a ton of time. You have two and a half months left, right? But I think really to get where we want to be, we have to prune. And that's what I really want to talk about because that's, really been a big thing on my heart. So um, I'm all for keeping yourself accountable and maintaining consistent momentum towards your goals. I mean, that's how I help women, um, you know, transform their life. But one, you know, this is what I've experienced myself and, and I've seen clients as well is, is just the pruning. Okay. Uh, I know God's been calling me to prune both interiorly, me inside, and my business. And the good news is when we prune something, it comes back stronger, right? Fuller flowers or more fruit. But pruning means cutting away. It means you have to let go of something. It also means a lot of humility, <laughs> And I've been uh, praying the litany of humility for a few months now since the summer. Um, and it is life changing. So, you know, working towards your goals, it requires just that cutting something away to make room for what we feel called to. And I do believe that. I do believe that you have to make room uh, for your goals. And pruning is part of that process, it's not easy. So, while you may be feeling pressure to accelerate because, hey, we're in the middle of October, you know, we're going to finish out the year. I just really want to encourage you to pause and maybe prune what's currently on your list. So you know how much I believe in self-reflection. I've written articles about it, talked about it on the podcast a lot. But if you're not if you're not in that practice of doing, um, you know, regular self-reflection, please start. Please start now. Email me if you need some tips. But um, just put pen to paper weekly if you can, monthly for sure. And just look back on what you've been blessed with, how far you've come, and the challenges you've faced. And this reflection helps you see where God is working in your life. And you'll start to notice patterns and themes, whether you're noticing the positive or the negative, you can offer up a prayer of gratitude for what is working 
And then you can make a commitment to adjust what's not working. So the more you intentionally notice, the deeper you can go, whether that's prayer, relationships, or your business. So be thinking about how to prune, right? You may be feeling called to stop doing something, you know, to make a room for a priority or a new idea. And I have a new idea percolating, okay? And it can feel uncomfortable and exciting at the same time. Letting go of the familiar can just, it can create uneasy feelings because we don't know how it's all going to work out, right? Remember what I said before about detaching from the outcome. On the other hand, there is also that excitement about fresh inspirations and, you know, just creating something new. Now, I'm a theater major, and some of you know I have a theater ministry. So I can say this is kind of like stage fright and jitters, so like pre-show jitters. We can either choose to live in fear or we can use all that pent-up energy for a great performance, right? So which choice will take you further? Which choice gives glory to God and impacts your circle of influence? Right. And of course, part of this pruning process and part of reaching your goals requires perseverance. You know, pruning is about stripping away for fruit to come later. <laughs> it's hard work, hard to let go and hard to wait. And that's normal. It means you have to persevere so you can enjoy the fruit, right? The only way you can do is by asking the Lord to help you detach from your expectations and wait with you. And he'll do that. Absolutely. So if you're feeling called to adjust your annual goals or pull back a little bit before the end of the year so you can enjoy the fruit in the next and not make yourself crazy in the meantime and actually enjoy your holiday season with your family and friends, I just want to give yourself, give you permission to do just that. You know, and we just need to, to always go back to that God's plans are always greater. So we really need to trust him in our journeys, right? Totally. Okay. So let's head back to our Lexio. And again, this is about commissioning of the 11, Mark 16, verses 14 through 16. But later, as the 11 were at table, he appeared to them and rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had been raised. He said to them, go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And he goes on to say some more interesting things. But um, so that's Jesus telling the 11, um, guys, get it together, <laughs> number one. But number two, just go into the whole world, whole world. So there's no limitation there, right? And proclaim the gospel to every creature. Proclaim. Proclaim's a big word. That's a bold word. That's a strong word. That's not a quiet thing. 
right? And every creature, I mean, well, creature, wow, right? <laughs> He's serious. He wants everyone to know. And again, in this moment, he's not telling them how. Now, of course, we know that in scripture, they go out, you know, they, they've had experience doing this before. But now they really have to do it on faith, right? Because at this moment, they don't know where, if he's coming, going, staying, what's going on. So um, I just love this idea of, you know, especially for any of you who are struggling with um, purpose or mission or whatnot, you know, you can think of it this way. Your whole purpose is to know, love, and serve God. Now, how you do that is the sticking point, right? How you do that is your mission, your giftedness, uh, your um, your your personal purpose and in, in how you you proclaim the gospel. How do you proclaim the gospel? There are actually so many ways to do that. So this was just one of my ways, leading a retreat and being a life coach. And I have a theater ministry. I got a lot of things happening. Um, and I have yet another idea, <laughs> which will be, you know, to be continued or determined. So there's not one way to do it. And I think that's what gets a lot of us um, tripped up sometimes. But that's the whole point. <laughs> We're all unique and unrepeatable. And that's the way God intended it. So what is unique and unrepeatable about you? Why don't you go proclaim that? All right, my friends, let's get growing and keep blooming. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Keep Blooming. Tune in every Wednesday for a dose of hope and encouragement. To be the first to know about my upcoming retreats and latest offerings, become an email subscriber at LizMontignyCoaching.com. Have a wonderful week and remember to keep blooming.